two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy to me. Gather around, filmy people. This is an extra episode of Talk Filmy to Me, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. It is Bank Holiday Friday, and you know what that means? It means it's my fifth wedding anniversary, which means I'm a very busy boy because my wife has promised me a marathon. Oh yeah, baby. We're going to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, we're going to watch Inception, and we're going to round it all off with Avengers Endgame. Anyway, keep your minds out of the gutter. What I want to do in this episode is talk about specifically the news, which we all fucking know about. You've seen it on Twitter, you've heard it on other podcasts, you've read about it in the media. This is about what has happened recently between the MCU and Spider-Man, and I also want to talk about Matrix 4. And um, the reason why we're keeping this separate is because I was speaking with John and Jamie and the other folks that we work on with Talk Film with me, and I was like, people have already seen this. Like, people have already discussed this. What, what like value are we going to bring to this? Why don't we focus more on like original content, which is our personalities and our features and the reviews and interviews we've got lined up? And then another part of me was like, Get, don't have ideas about your fucking station. Give the people what they want. So I recruited my man, Tom Woods. You may remember him from previous podcasts about Avengers. He was on our Star Wars chat. He was also the host of Pod of Two Halves. Woods, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, no, really good, mate. Um, bank holiday weekend and the weather is scorching. Cannot complain mate, about that, right? It's going to be a blinder. Exactly, exactly. Although, I've got to be honest, I don't. Although, I am happy it's this amazing weekend. I'm happy we've all got time off and we're all going to enjoy the weather. I am bitterly, bitterly upset right now. It, it took me a couple of days to process this, the whole Sony Marvel thing. Um, let's, let's get straight into it. So, essentially, there's a contract that was in place between Sony and Marvel for the uninitiated on this, which was Sony obviously owned the rights to Spider-Man. Marvel wanted to have Spider-Man in their movies. They come to an agreement. The agreement was that there was going to be five films produced with Kevin Feige at the helm. Three of them were going to be Marvel 2 of them were going to be Sony. Three of them are going to be non-standalone Spider-Man movies. They're just going to be general MCU movies, but the likeness and the character name of Peter Parker and Spider-Man and however they want to adapt the original source material is entirely up to Marvel with the influence of Sony. And we got Civil War, which introduced him. We had Avengers Infinity War, which killed him. And we had Avengers Endgame that brought him back. In return, Sony helped. They lent a hand. They gave their man, the big the big K-Dog, went over to Sony and produced Spider-Man Homecoming and produced Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, this contract is now up for renewal. Part of that contract, essentially, was that 5% of box office take from the first dollar, if that makes sense. So, after, before any middlemen take their money, before taxes, out of every dollar, 5% went to Marvel, but Marvel also got to retain merchandising rights and everything else went to Sony. Sony financed their standalone movies, Sony provided, uh, basically footed the bills for the cast and things like that, and it's time for a renegotiation. And essentially, Disney come back to the party and said, we feel like because we have made, helped make, anyway, Spider-Man a billion dollar plus property, and that we have basically put it back on the map and it has done really, really well. We feel we should have more of the pie. We want 50%. But instead of it being 50% of just the profits, we will also pay 50% of the cost it is to make the Spider-Man movie. So you'll have Kevin Feige. He will be an employee on these on these endeavours as a you know, executive producer. And you will get uh, the, the spoils as well um, from that. And Sony went, no dice. And that is where we are at at the moment. Woods, what was your initial reaction to this? Uh, One of horror, 
I think would be the word I would use. Um, I've I've very much enjoyed Spider Man with Tom Holland and and Marvel. Um, it's been the best Spider Man I've seen. I haven't seen uh, Into the Spider Verse yet, um, which by all accounts is the best Spider Man. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shock as well. I thought it was a good deal for both parties um, until. You've just basically broken down the deal, and I had it the other way around, and now it sounds like um, Disney and Marvel maybe are being a bit douchebags about it, to be honest, asking for 50% mm-hmm. and and the merch. I mean, that's... I can understand why Sony looked at it and gone, uh, no, um, that's that's not happening. Um so yeah, I was a bit surprised that that that, that, that was their going in position. Actually, that's that's completely changed my mind because I thought Sony, what are you doing? Um, now I feel like Marvel slash Disney, what are you doing? Um, mm. But no one's a winner here. Nobody. No, and Sony. I, I mean, also there's been a new. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. There's a new executive head of Sony Pictures who did not commission this deal. He came in and inherited this deal. And he's been painted out to be the vic- not the victim, sorry, the bit of the bad guy here. Because essentially, there is a school of thought that Sony have now gone, okay, so we've had Kevin Feige working with us for the best part of three or four years on these films. We've also been studying him. We've been watching him, almost like in Breaking Bad, when <laughs> they were studying Walter White, make his blue meth, and then decided to want to kill him. Spoiler alert. Um, and they're now <laughs> thinking... We've, we've got a great director in John Watts who directed um, Homecoming and Far From Home and by all accounts everyone wants him back for a third and whatever stuff they want to do from that. We're in a good place financially because both Far From Home and Homecoming grossed over a billion. Venom, which was again set in the Spider-Man universe but completely separate from the deal, but that done really well financially which is proof that they can make money on their own, not necessarily critical acclaim. They made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse completely on their own, and that was with no help from the MCU whatsoever, although it's the lowest ranking in terms of gross box office for Spider-Man in like all the films they've ever done. Um, it's definitely the highest in terms of critically acclaimed. So they're thinking, we can make a good film, and that was produced by Lord Miller, the guys who done uh, the Lego movie, and they're, they're fucking fantastic writers. Uh, we do have a pedigree of studying the master. We've learned at his feet, literally. So Sony are like... Maybe we don't need you, which is an interesting take. But what this means is that Tom Holland is still Spider-Man. In fact, he's contracted with Sony, I believe, for two more films, uh, just you know, standalone Spider-Man films. But he is not part of the MCU and he's not allowed to reference the MCU anymore, which is going to be really fucking weird for continuity. Uh, I don't want to go into spoiler alerts from Far From Home, but basically the, the death of Tony Stark is a key narrative of that whole film. In fact, they keep saying, how can he be the next Iron Man or who's going to be the next Iron Man? If they go, I mean, this is quite funny. Straight after that news broke, Uncle Ben, like just the tag Uncle Ben was trending for fucking like nearly a couple of days because people were just like I don't want another Uncle Ben story <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't need that <laughs> no we just maybe it's just rice I don't know but it's interesting you mentioned about the merch stuff because if you have you ever watched a Netflix show um, The Toys That Made Us I, I have not um, but it sounds this intriguing this is right up your yeah this is right up your alley dude it's essentially a 
TV show dedicated to fandoms and toys, and there's a specific episode about Star Wars, and it goes right into the detail of basically George Lucas being a very clever man when it comes to negotiating his deals. He was talking about, uh, he basically gave away the farm with the first Star Wars movie, and he was giving away image rights left, right, and center just to get actors to sign on. We all know the story about Alec Guinness. Um, but he retains the rights to the merchandise mm. for the sequels. But that was for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which was absolutely chuffing huge in terms of box office. But in terms of merch, I mean, come on, we know it basically funded Lucasfilm and it basically made it so that George Lucas was not dependent on anyone. Hence why those prequel films were made. But um, the, the fact that merch money is so important and Sony basically rittled that off um, last time round. They obviously are keen to have that discussion and fear about where they go with this again. So don't underestimate the power of like the merch over just the box office as well. And yeah, yeah check out that show, the show, uh, the toys that made us. It is it's fucking incredible. I mean, walking into any Disney store, it's very apparent uh, who they see as the biggest character in their MCU, and that is Spider Man, because the Spider Man merch outweighs everything in there when it comes to the Marvel movies. So. Clearly, the the merch is a big deal for Disney in particular, and I, I, I like I said, it, it made Lucas from a millionaire to a billionaire uh, on Star Wars. So the the money's like it's legit. Um, mm. I, I can understand why Disney, uh, sorry, Sony is sticking to their guns on this as well. Because for me, I think Marvel needs Spider Man more than. Uh, kind of like the other way around, like uh, Sony need Marvel, yeah, if that makes sense. Um, they, they've just, <laughs> ultimately, it's um, the right time for Sony to dig their heels in and get a sweet deal on this because uh, we've just seen the end of um, Iron Man, we've just seen the end of R4, obviously, uh, we've seen the end of Captain America, so the, the three huge characters are gone. Um, and you're kind of left with uh, Spider-Man really as being um, the biggest character in the MCU, um, and now they can't access him, at least on the terms yeah. that they want, because Sony want their terms. And I, I, it's going to be very interesting because Disney tend to get what they want when it comes to these things. But Sony are in a position of strength on this. Um, this could be quite a drawn out process. I, I, I can see Marvel and Disney maybe eventually getting to a point where they do maybe bend to Sony's will a bit. Um, it's not that they're thinking of making any more Avengers movies right now. I guess they've kind of got a bit of a a break, haven't they? That they don't have to worry about getting him in Marvel movies anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many different angles to think of this from, right? Like, so first of all, you're right. Spider Man is definitely one of the the flagpole properties within Marvel, but there's also and you know. This is me pointing out another angle. Please don't see this as my opinion here. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But if you could say, what do, what does the social media outrage porn look like for the MCU? It's people bitching about Brie Larson. It's people bitching about um, uh, Thor maybe not being the lead anymore, maybe going towards more of a diverse background with Jane taking up the role potentially in the next four film they're going to be making yeah. basically it's becoming more diverse it's becoming more inclusive which is absolutely fantastic but there is that that kind of staple of fans out there and their money saying well at least we've got Spider-Man at least there's still a, a, a male character we can all all love and still aspire to be and everything else in that so there's kind of that oh it kept the it, it shut up the 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 rage boys out there having yeah. Spider-Man in there 
And if they lose that, then then where do where do those guys go and pin their hopes and dreams on? Uh, but also on top of that, Spider Man has always been, um, like you say, that that hallmark within the franchise. But what does that mean in terms of Spider Man's story? Because he this incarnation has been very much grand in MCU. In fact all of his enemies in the standalone movies have originated because of Tony Stark. And how do they they all of a sudden steer away from that in a way which doesn't feel disjointed and doesn't feel Oof. like... It feels like a natural break. Like, it, 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 I don't think it's possible. I do... I. We should point out that this is ongoing, this dispute at the moment. Yeah. In fact, Tom Holland, even a couple of hours ago, uh, posted on Instagram a picture of him hanging out with Robert Downey Jr., both holding their respective figures, saying, we did it, Mr. Stark. So, like, surely, if he is... Um, obviously, he's wanting to stick around. Everyone wants him to stick around. If there's not something going on, why are you posting stuff like that at the moment? So I, I, I still hold hope that they will they will retain and get this back to how it should be. No, I, I agree. I, I do think that um, it'll get to a point where one of them will have to concede. Um, I just don't think it's actually going to be Sony on this one. Uh, how much is Sony worth these days? Has Disney got the the capital to go just go and buy Sony? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's the thing. A lot of people were just like going, "Fuck it, just buy them." You know, in fact, you done it with Fox. Why don't you do it with this? I don't know if they'd actually be allowed to, but. Man, like, Disney already own my TV. They already own my movie collection. I don't want them to own my computer game collection as well. Oh, but, shit. Uh, yeah. Like, the, the idea of them buying Sony, like, I think they probably financially could. I just don't think it would be allowed. But then oh again, God. I don't think anyone would have thought Fox would be allowed to. But it's quite interesting. At the moment, The um, speaking about weird things that are going on at the moment, they're currently making that new Ghostbusters movie with Paul Rudd in, which, by the way, I cannot fucking wait for. And a rumour has come out that essentially he was on set and there was this kid who's like an extra and says, oh, uh, is there going to be a third Ant-Man movie? Because Kevin Feige said, uh, hasn't talked about it. And he told this kid, he goes, listen, kid, it's an absolute secret. But there is a script in development. So this kid obviously done what any kid would do if he's told a piece of information, go tell the internet. <laughs> Turns out it's all it's all bullshit. Paul Rudd was basically basically he's trying to get them to get the wheels turning. So let's I hope he just I hope he starts peppering rumours about Spider Man saying actually it's gonna be a, a Venom and Spider Man and Ant Man movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's very Paul Rudd to play that card, right? That's very him to, oh, to, to be that guy. Genius. But um, people are starting to weigh into this more on the, the cast side in general from the MCU. So Jeremy Rena tweeted um, a caption to, to Sony saying, Hey, Sony, uh, Spider-Man belongs in Marvel. He belongs to Stan Lee. And sank along the lines of, uh, you know, make this deal happen. He then enclosed a picture of him in his Hawkeye slash uh, mid-40s dad divorce haircut. <laughs> It's like, why 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 you post the picture of yourself? That's so weird. <laughs> that, that is very weird, isn't what is, it? What's going on in Jeremy about? Renner's he- life that, that's made him tweet that? That's so weird. No, but he's 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 got an album out. Like if you go on Spotify huh? right now and type in Jeremy he's he's just launched a rock album. I mean Bradley Cooper's done a, a, a good song obviously off the back of um God. Uh, the one which he did with Gaga Starsborn. yes really good movie that um, he's actually pretty talented at singing I, I don't get the idea that Jeremy Renner is a rock star not even once has that come into my mind um, he 
he's actually a really talented guy. I, I'm not I, to be honest. I don't like his music. He's like my initial thought when I saw he's doing an album and like it's just he was posting up lots of videos of him in a studio rocking out and having a great time. I was like, oh god, this is Nickelback, and then I just didn't want to listen. <laughs> But uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, I think I think we've kind of talked to death. I think we're all on the same page here. We want this to happen. Hopefully, cool hands will prevail. Um, that being said, you know, far from home is you know what's really fucking funny actually is that right now, Sony and Disney are actually on speaking terms because they have just announced on the same day, mind that there's going to be an extended version of Far From Home coming back into cinemas with an additional scene. And it's just like, fuck you, I hate you. We ain't doing this deal. It's not working out. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we can make some more of that sweet Far From Home money. <laughs> of which you only get 5% Marvel, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, also, just a random thing as well, the day the deal broke and they basically said, that's it, no more. And so we should point out, Sony have actually made an official comment essentially saying that Disney, you know, have said no dice and, you know, it's very, we're very disappointed and we hope it may change, blah, 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 blah. But um, it's actually Andrew Garfield's birthday that day. So they literally, it was like, they, they picked it, the Spider-Man that they canned. Andrew Garfield was walking into work one day thinking, oh, well, Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't work out as the way I liked it, but we've got that Sinister Six movie and we'll be a third movie and I can't wait to, you know, brush it off and give the big hurrah I need to. Nah, sorry, mate, we've gone with this Tom Holland kid and actually he's going to be in the MCU. Oh, fuck's sake. But on his birthday, he hears that Tom Holland's been dropped from the MCU. I bet he had a wry smile to himself, didn't he? Ah, yeah. What a present. <laughs> anyway, speaking of another present, the internet done what the internet done when we heard this news. Matrix 4, it is happening. Are you a Matrix guy? Where did that sit for you? Um, the original, because I think I would have been probably, <laughs> well, we were both that kind of age, weren't we, when the, the original came out. Um, as a, 99, what a time. One of my favourite movies of all time. Um, yeah. Unbelievable, and especially for the time, um, what they were able to achieve... Uh, it was mind-blowing because it, it was so unique. Um, obviously, the bullet time thing, which is obviously now transcended and gone into computer games and whatnot. Um, the second one and the third one, obviously, they're fine. Um, the third one I find really confusing, if I'm honest. Um, the second one, I prefer to the third one uh, but because this is the third one, it just loses me. And obviously, uh, the second and third one, I think, kind of came out in that early 2000s um, CGI time, right? Uh, yeah. Where that just doesn't hold up at all. No, I completely agree with you. Although I, I, although I haven't watched it recently, I'm going to go on a YouTube bender at some point in the near future and look at this scene. The 100 Smith... Yes. Neo scene. I remember that being glorious. So the thing is, is that you'll remember it being glorious. Um, but I don't feel that when you go back and watch it, you're going to enjoy watching <laughs> Rubber Neo um, kind of running around. Uh, because I, I have actually seen it back not too long ago. Actually, I was watching a video on YouTube about uh, worst CGI things and that was on the list and then i actually watched it it's like well, oh yeah no it really doesn't look good um i can't say that having watched oh, the third oh, one yeah. that i sat there and went my god i need another one um mm. and when i heard the news that they're making the fourth i was a bit like oh well i guess that keanu reeves is hot right now i mean obviously john wick movies fantastic right no doubt about mm-hmm. that great movies uh he's doing bill and ted so, because obviously he's excellent, he's 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 obviously hot right now, and uh, obviously the logical thing is, what else could we do? Oh, how about 
another Matrix movie, which mm. no one in 20 years has asked for. I mean, it seems crazy that they're doing it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, man. I think the first film is transcendent. I think the one thing about that first film, and I don't think any other film has ever done this, where it, it gives you a promise and you your mind makes the sequel. So that scene where Neo hangs up the phone, yep. it zooms out, and he flies, and that's all you need to see, and then bang, fucking Rage Against the Machine kicks in, and oh. you're like, oh my god. That's amazing. And in your mind, whether you're a kid, an adult, or anything in between of that, you've, you've made the sequel in your head. Yep. You, you think about all the powers he could do, all the things he could do. And there's nothing better than your imagination. And the Wachowskis went a bit preachy, I think. I think they got a bit confused. Just I think a bit. That they, they got a bit convoluted in their own storylines. And they literally made it to be like the second coming of Christ. In fact, one of the things that I find so fascinating about The Matrix is that the Matrix, the first movie, is such a smelding pot of cultural um, cinematography and cultural uh, appreciation of so many some of its parts. So if you think about the influence of, of uh, Kung Fu movies, you think about the influence of manga, you think about anime, you think about uh, westerns a little bit as well. It was a smelting pot and it basically paid homage to all of that in a very futuristic sci-fi way. Now, this is before the internet. This was before a lot of people actually discovered a lot of those different things. You know, it was just your comic book guys and your, your video store guys who kind of got every reference and every sort of scene that was taken from that. Fast forward 20 years. We've got Netflix. We've got Amazon. We've got your mum telling you about the MCU. We've got your, your cousin telling you about this Bruce Lee movie he downloaded because it was Amazon Prime the other day. We know all these things, which means all of a sudden it's no longer influenced and inspiring. It's ripping off and boring. And I don't know if that ages very well, if they're going to take that into a fourth iteration. Anyway, the second and third movies, I agree with you, absolutely. Like, fight scenes were great at the time, but because it got so lost in its own, its own, oh, I don't know how to describe it as, its own methodology that it was yeah. just, it was so confusing. And you can't find it for love nor money, but Will Ferrell done a sketch of uh, the second and third Matrix movies. And it is fucking hilarious because he literally is just he's 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 being in the audience. He's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And everything else. So yeah, I don't want to sit here and just slag off the second and third movie. I, what my point I'm trying to get to is that did we need it, and do we need this fourth movie? Now the Matrix sequels have been battered around Hollywood for the last few years. In fact, last year it wasn't even that long ago that there was a project that was green lit and it was going to be a prequel movie with Michael B. Jordan in the lead. Now that got canned for whatever reason and they've decided, like you say, maybe Keanu Reeves is having a hot minute. Uh, that's a bit unfair. He's having a, he's having a Keanuessence or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. He's, he's having a great time and maybe now's that time to cash in. But I suppose the, the thing to think about is he wouldn't do it unless they had a dynamite story, surely. I mean, the John, the John Wick movies are excellent. Um, yes. He does seem to be committed to making excellent movies at this point, and he, he's obviously uh, wealthy enough uh, that he can pick and choose, um, unlike what Will Smith does. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd hope... I'd hope that, and I'd, I'd also hope that he's going to push for them to be a bit more practical, effective as well. Obviously, throwing the CGI in, mm. but um, you think back to... Uh, so the best scene obviously in the second Matrix uh, Reloaded I think it's yeah. Reloaded uh, is the motorway scene isn't it um, yes which um, obviously was a combination of both um, 
practical and um, CGI. Wonderful, wonderful scene. Um, I, I sit here and I, I don't want to like I. I didn't sit here um, on, like last week thinking, oh, you know what I really need in my life is a fourth <laughs> Matrix movie. I didn't. But I ain't going to lie. I am really intrigued to see where it goes. Um, like I said, wasn't a particularly big fan of the, the, the third or the second movie. Uh, the first one, as I said, is one of the most iconic movies of all time. And um, depending on who they get in to produce and direct it, um, there are people that are capable of... Um, getting that kind of uh, first movie uh, magic in, into this. But at the same time, there is so many bad directors and bad producers out there that would just basically make, um, I mean, just trash. I mean, it, it could go one or two ways, and I, that, that's how I feel. I don't think it will be a – it won't be a boring movie. Let's put it that way. It won't be just a eh, – yeah. it will be either that's amazing or that shit. Yeah. I agree with you. In terms of who's coming back, so um, Lana Wachowski, who uh, was started out life as a male as long as his brother and went through a... Gen- went, I don't know the right way to describe this, but basically went through gender reassignment surgery over the last five years. And uh, he's not... Or sorry, should I say, she is not doing it with uh, with the other Wachowski. It's literally her on her own this time for, for this Matrix movie. Um, the career post-Matrix, if I'm being honest... Uh, although it's very acclaimed and very well thought of and well heard of, I have not. I have brushed up against pretty much every property they've done since The Matrix. So they made the film called Cloud Atlas, which was essentially the concept is it's based on a book and it's basically it follows. Imagine a cast of people through different ages of humanity. So it starts out with like caveman, then modern times, then futuristic. And it's the same cast, but imagine they're like great, 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 great granddaughters or fathers, whatever sort of thing. And it's absolutely batshit crazy. There's literally one scene, the only way I can describe it is Tom Hanks doing a John Travolta doing George Michael. That's the only way to describe it. I'll tweet a photo of it later. You'll fucking laugh your ass off at it. They also made that Speed Racer movie, which again, pushing the envelope for effects, but it again, brushed against me, didn't like it. They also made, oh, what they made? Jupiter Ascending as well, which if you ever want to see a film about Mila Kunis who cleaned a toilet only to find out she's the Queen of Mars, there you go, that's your film. But <laughs> I just feel like every time they do a film, their value just drops a little bit more. Their their star gets a little bit dimmer. And basically, this is a, what am I good for? Well, I'm, uh, you know, there's one word when you think of Wachowski is you think of the Matrix, and this is probably a natural conclusion to where they're out of their careers right now. I might be absolutely out of my league, unfair. You ain't got a fucking clue. That's just my my taking out. Did you see any of those films? You know what? I've seen Cloud Atlas, but I don't remember it. Um, no, there we go. Yeah, I, I I've I've literally just brought up their their filmography, and it is literally like the Matrix and a load of shit. <laughs> it's like oh but yeah yeah exactly exactly right so i'm i'm not too I, I let's see what comes back look the matrix first film pushed the boundaries of technology like you said and similar to like james cameron how james cameron would sit there and think right i'm only going to tell this story if the technology's there to enable the thing that i want to do like he done with battle angel like he's doing with his avatar sequels the right opportunity is there he has seen something we've not seen yet or heard of and he is bringing new technology to the table if they're doing that, the Matrix and the Wachowskis have some amazing idea, then 
and they've got the technology to tell the story in a way that's going to make us think about it in 20 years' time, that this is a fucking transcendent thing, that's going to be a pop culture phenomenon, then take my money now. You had me at Keanu. But if you are just trying to do like a Jurassic World slash Force Awakens play off the nostalgia, I don't think you've got enough goodwill in the nostalgia bank to make this a box office hit. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I I don't think there's a level of nostalgia for for these movies because the prequels were just not good enough to to carry that nostalgia. Uh, so I think it's mm. going to have to be a good movie to make the serious money that they probably think they can make. Yeah, completely agree on that. And look, if you're going to bring that extra fucking tech thing, the good thing is is that Keanu Reeves is a one of the best martial artists going. He's also one of the best fucking actors going. If you just go on his Twitter feed and look at how much effort he goes into for his preparation for roles, it's insane. He has also built up an amazing network of stunt coordinators and directors. The director of uh, John Wick Chapter 1 and the producer of Chapter 2 is going to be a stunt coordinator, apparently, on this film, on this Matrix movie. Uh, also, he is still doing John Wick Chapter 4 in the near future as well. He is obviously getting to a point where he's getting a little bit older and maybe he's not in the sort of shape he was back for back in the old Matrix days. But hey, fuck it, Keanu Reeves can still pull it off. We're getting Trinity, the actress. Uh, Kerry, I can't remember her name, apologies. Uh, she's coming back, reprising her role. Lawrence Fishbourne has not confirmed yet but you'd like to think that there's a world where he does come back as well. But I do have to ask the obvious fucking question, which is how do we get over this little narrative point of everyone's fucking dead? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, That's a good question. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And how do we do it in a way which isn't going to be... Poochie died and went back to his home planet. <laughs> and uh, or, or, or worse, here's what here's the only thing that I'm afraid they're going to do, and I think they might do this: is that they're going to go. Mm, the machines have figured out a way to travel back in time. Ah, we're going to travel back in time, and that's how we're going to get Neo back into it somehow. And it's going to be the machines are after these Infinity Stones. No, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just like, just don't don't try and. Or don't, like, days of future past it. Don't, like, try and redcon something with time travel. Like, I've, I've had enough of that stuff. Yeah. Um, something interesting, actually, what I kind of wish they did was that um, there was a spin-off um, anime collection called The Animatrix, released, I think, just before The Matrix Reloaded came out. And at the time, they got the best uh, anime and just various animation-style creators to make Matrix stories. And the vast majority of them were prequel-based. And... There was one particular short piece, I think it was about 20 minutes long, and it was basically saying about the war between man and machine. Why did it get to this point? Why did it get to a point where you see only very briefly in the films, whether it be through Morpheus telling us when he's having that first initiation with with Neo, or that time where they fly the ship up through the clouds and you can see the real state of of the planet. How do we get to that point? I think that would be a fascinating movie, and I'd love to actually see that that opened up. Think of it as like the 28 Days Later for The Matrix. How did this... Well, what was Ground Zero? What what caused this to happen? I'd find that an interesting film. It could be interesting, yeah. They, they can't do it with Keanu, though, right? No, exactly. This unless unless they do do the, hey, let's hop in the time machine and go back and stop this from ever happening. Yeah. That's what sure. they're going to do, isn't it? Uh, I think so. The last thing I want, like, I I do not want a fucking 
like Morpheus origin story. I don't want to see a film of Morpheus opening up a factory, making red pills and blue pills, <laughs> and uh, going, "Hey, look, the phone can make sure that we can tap in and out easily." And and look, there's some people out there who actually weren't part of the Matrix that are going to help be part of our stuff. Actually, I've got to say, the second Matrix film is the most horniest fucking film of all time. I don't even remember it, but essentially, when they're not booting, they're fucking. <laughs> that should have been the slogan of the it, film. Isn't there, like, the, one of the opening scenes just a massive orgy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and basically, it's, it's cave techno. They're in a cave. That's right. Somehow they're playing music, and then everyone's grinding, and it's essentially the most horniest fucking thing going. And uh, yeah, and no, like no one, no one's called this. They're like basically, yeah. In the future, we all live underground. Machines are after us, and, and everyone fucks like that. That's it. <laughs> hey, more power to you, future people. Well, there we go. There we go. The Matrix Four rebooted for fucking. I don't know whatever they're gonna they're gonna call it. But um, just for the love of God, please do not call it reboot. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. It, it, it could happen, couldn't it? It could, and I—I I mean, it sounds like I'm down this film. Look, I'm look. If you've got Keanu back, you've already got my money. Uh, but if you've got people who were involved in the John Wick movies a little bit more involved in this from the stunt coordinating perspective, and you're focusing, like you say, on the craft of the actual stunt man and all the different like or stunt woman and the amount of things that go on with practical effects, then great. Uh, if you're just going to rehash the old stuff and basically try and play on the remember berries, then. The berries are a bit sour because of those sequels, yeah. which means we're just going to sit there and go, oh, all the stuff we didn't like about the second and third film, <laughs> we're getting here again. But instead of it being like hilarious CG, you've now just, just made it 3D and terrible. Like, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not down for that. It would be like if they made Star Wars movies and they removed the lightsabers and gave us Ewoks. <laughs> Right, so. and 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 made the main guy like completely to t- like heel turn on his character arc. Well, no, it's not going. There, it's not going. There. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I think we've done it. I think we, I think it's fair to say that. Uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, but, man. Um, I don't think like a date's been announced for this. But you know what? Um, one thing actually, I, I kind of liked. Do you remember back in the day when these sequels were being made, and they decided to make a tie-in video game? And this tie-in video game was called Enter the Matrix. And they spent a fuckload on this game. They went and got... Oh, God. Um, what's her name? She's married to Will Smith. Uh, Jada. It's Jada Smith, isn't it? Yes, J- Jada... Yes. Something. Pink. Smith, yeah. That's it. Pinkett. They Smith. went and cut... Yeah, they went and cut... Yeah, there we go. Jada Pinkett-Smith. She was cast as a character. And she's briefly in the films, but she's a fucking main character in this game. They went and filmed like a legitimate film for her cutscenes that were going to be in, that are in this video game and they they proper and this was a little narrative point that was actually part of the if you looked at the canon of the matrix films like this was a, a, a key part of that and i'd love to see where they go with this because if they're they are they are serious about trying to make this a a, a new experience for a new age then then look at other mediums to help tell that story as well maybe we get another video game or maybe we get a vr experience or and it's quite interesting how like technology is kind of reflecting a little bit more of what the stuff they were talking about in the Matrix to begin with. So what does that look like in in a new world? So I mean, you know, there was obviously a lot of satire in the original Matrix movie. What they what what's their response to Donald Trump? So there's a lot of interesting point places to go here now. Yeah, new phones. 
<laughs> new phones. There we go. Oh my god, what is going to be the phone? Yeah, like that Nokia. Fucking that Nokia. 62, was it sixty two ten? Oh, I can't think what it was. I had I had that phone, man. It was super dope. Oh. Just because it would did that kind of press the button and it kind of extends. Like it, it's pretty useless as far as the phone went. It didn't really add anything, but it was just cool that you could oh, answer a phone it, like that. Didn't it have a scroll bar on it, which meant playing Snake was a fucking nightmare. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it just looked cool, man. Um, hey, <laughs> it, it that's, what, that's what that's what. That's the Matrix in itself, right? It just yes. looked cool. <laughs> it just looked cool, yeah. Substance, yeah, but it looked cool. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, speaking of uh, substance, that's a little bit questionable. Let's wrap this pod up. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to it, click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it means that you get more content from Talk Film with me. Tom, my boy, how can people find you? Yeah, find us um, on our podcast pot of two halves uh, excellent podcast drop, yeah well you know if you're into your football uh, I, f- I feel that we give a an entertaining view on things and maybe a little bit less serious well some of us are maybe a little bit more serious Mr Collard but um, we drop I'm trying to work this out now we record every Tuesday which would then make it mean that we drop every Wednesday morning so uh, something nice to put in your ears on your Wednesday commute into work Fantastic. And uh, we'll resume normal talk film with me, Podness, uh, probably around Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Enjoy your bank holiday. Uh, just to give you a hint of what we're going to be reviewing, we're going to be reviewing Cruel. We're going to be reviewing Angel Has Fallen. We're going to be talking, but not spoiling anything to do with The Dark Crystal that's coming out on Netflix very soon. We are fucking so excited about this. Did, was The Dark Crystal a thing for you when you were a kid? No. Ah, oh, mate, you, you're... You, if you do find a way to watch it, because I'm sure Netflix will put it on like the original movie right. uh, before they drop the TV show. But essentially, Tim Henson's puppet creations, absolutely beautiful. They've made a TV show, which is going to be a sequel to that original film. The cast list is incredible. Mark Hamill's involved. Ah. It's like 10 one-hour movies with practical puppet effects from the literally the people who learn at the hands of the master. And uh, yeah, we can't wait. It sounds hella interesting, man. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to be talking a lot about that. And also we've got a sci-fi feature as well uh, with Mr. Hannon. He's back on as well. So anyway, stay filmy till next time. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and baby. Talk filmy to me.